Hola amigos, que pasa? You're listening to the Madrid Mania podcast with Giovanni Gomez. Today, we have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, Theodore Franks, is here to join us. Theodore, welcome. Thanks for having me, Giovanni. So Theo, who's your favorite team? My favorite team is Manchester United. As you know, the Red yeah. Devils supported them for many years since I was about five, six years old. Obviously, they were winning back then. and Now they're not. Now they're not. So I'm earning my chops as a true Man United fan watching them struggle. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk about Zidane's press conference, the Champions League group stage, which was announced on Thursday, and their upcoming game against Villarreal, uh, which is tomorrow. So let's get right into it. So Zidane's press conference was interesting. They asked him about the Caso Navas, about Keylor Navas. Basically, he said anything could happen, which means he's probably going to leave. I've been looking at reports, and pretty much Navas is going to have a medical at PSG, so it's done. Yeah, pretty much when you have a medical lined up at the next club, it's a formality that the player's going to be gone and out the door. And didn't you say Zidane said something to the effect of, like, he's our player, but anything could happen? Yeah, he said, uh, lo que pasa va a pasar, so... What happens, happens. That's, so, yeah, that's literally saying this guy's out the door. Yeah, and he kind of smiled and he had a little grin on his face like he knows he's gone. Yeah. We're going to get Ariola, PSG's um, goalkeeper. He's okay. I mean, he's a decent backup, and that's really all we need. We don't need someone who's so good. The problem is we had two starting quality goalkeepers, and that's a problem. Especially just, in the locker room. You just need one. They asked him about how the week's work went. He said he got buenas sensaciones, good vibes, good feelings. But the problem is they need to transfer that on the field. He looked a little bit like he had something to prove. His team had something to prove. On Sunday, they're going to have to show it because Villarreal is a good team. And on their day, they can beat us, and they have beat us before. I think we're in it for a tough game, Theodore. I think so, too. The way they've started out this season so far, they had that great start with Celta Vigo, but that's an opponent that they should easily just steamroll. And then after that, to follow it up with a draw to Valladolid. And uh, basically, they just need to improve each game. And they really should not be drawing to anybody at the start of the season. Right. Um, Besides, obviously, the top guns, but... To Real Valladolid, I mean, it's kind of, it was embarrassing to draw against at home. Yeah, that's ridiculous, honestly, for me. Um, and this Villarreal game will be a statement for the rest of the league. Is Real Madrid really have what it takes this season to be the old Real Madrid that is constantly a threat, or are they just going to be in the back burner? Like last season. place behind Atletico and Barca. Last game showed it. Unless we have like a major improvement, which I hope Marcelo and Carvajal played. Our fullbacks are in for a tough game. And these things take time, so we will struggle. I agree with you. They also asked him in the press conference, some reporters were like, when you started this project, meaning when he re-signed from Madrid in March, did you imagine the squad was going to be the way it is uh, when you first started? And basically what he said was, it's what I have. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you know, that's pretty much what he said is, is look at Tango. I mean, and then he said, you know, he gave a mixed response. He was like, I love my players. I'm happy with my players. Like any coach has to say, you know, he can't blast them. And he likes his players. It's not like he doesn't. It's just that they're not performing. So he needs to kind of kick them in the butt and say, guys, we, we, need, to, we need to either change the way we're playing or put in new guys. Definitely needs to light a fire under their ass. For sure, 100%. He said, no me puedo quejar about the squad. 
I think this was tongue in cheek because he wanted Pogba and Pogba didn't come. He's a little salty about that. He really wanted Pogba because Pogba would really help us. I mean, he would really solidify the midfield, give Modric and Cruz a break because they've been playing so much. And the thing about Pogba is that he's not the type of player who's going to be your star player. He's a great player when your team is already good. Correct. Like he can't put the team on his shoulders. And that's like, not his fault. Just that's just not every game. That's not his style. You know. Yeah. Like he showed that with France when they won the World Cup. He and Conte were a rock. And he was one of their best players. He was. He still needs a supporting cast. He needs a supporting cast. He Otherwise, needs good he players. he can't be creative like that and give those balls in. That's why he's struggling at Man U. Right. They asked him about the injury situation. He said, no estoy contento. I'm not happy about it. But you could tell he was pissed off about it. Like The, the way the reporter asked it was kind of like to rib at him and be like, hey, what's going on? And he was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's what's, it's what's going on. I'm not happy about it. But shit, I mean, <laughs> we, we got to deal with it. There's nothing else we can do about it, you know? Injuries are part of the game, and they are, but I'm pissed too. As a fan, I'm looking at this Mark article that says in 50 days of working, they have nine injuries. Muscular injuries, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's too much. Nine in 50 days. That's an injury every every five days. Yeah, that's like you need to change something about the way these players are training or have more monitoring of them. This is Real Madrid. These players yeah. should be in tip-top shape, ready to play every game. They have enough depth that they should not be getting hurt and should be rotated. Look at Barcelona. I mean, they, they play the same amount of games that we do, but they have less injuries, less frequently. So you question what's going on at Real Madrid. You wonder if this guy, Gregory Dupont, French guy, physiotherapist, is really doing his job because either the players are not fit which is his fault because that's his job to get the players fit or his training system is just too intense or not intense enough something's going on i don't know what it is i'm i I don't work at the club but something's up nine nine injuries in 50 days is abnormal for any club no matter what you're going through of course you're going to have a few injuries but it could also be the players are just not motivated like they're not they're not fit and they're not motivated they just they've won so much that now they're at the point where they're like, I can relax a little bit. Right. A little bit of complacency after three-peating in the Champions League. You might see that from the old guard. And since they're older, they're more technical. They're able to dominate the game without athletically domi- dominating the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So let's, um, let's jump to the Champions League group stage. The draw was on Thursday, and Real Madrid are in a group with PSG. Club Bruges, and Galatasaray. What are your thoughts, Theo? What do you think? My thoughts are that we should definitely, Real Madrid should definitely advance from this group. No problem. It's only a question of whether they get first or second. Now, they should get first, but I can honestly see them dropping points to Club Bruges or Galatasaray in one of those away. games, one of those away games, maybe not winning. But realistically, as a Madrid fan, I feel like they should grab 12 points from Club Bruges and Galatasaray, and PSG should be the only one that they're possibly maybe dropping points or drawing or losing. I think you hit the nail on the head. This is their problem. We're going to be up for the PSG game because it's a big game. But against the smaller teams, when it's not big, that's when we struggle. Last season in the Champions League, we lost to CSK Moscow. We lost to them at home at the Bernabeu, actually. Being humiliated 3-0. 
point is we were losing, we were dropping points to teams that we shouldn't because we were just not motivated. We were playing to their level pretty much. It's almost like they're just trying to advance to the next round last year is what it kind of felt yeah. like. Like once we get to the next round, that's when we'll bring our top football and they need to bring their top football at the start. Totally agree. One thing I'll say is Mbappe and Cavani will not be playing the first game. The first game will be in Paris, so we could potentially take all three points that game. I think we, we can. We definitely can and should without those two guys. And Neymar, so the Neymar situation is the following. It's unlikely. Barcelona don't have the cash, so they're offering three players, a French young the French defender called Tobido, Rakitic, and Dembele on loan. The problem is that Dembele doesn't want to go. He wants to stay at Barcelona, so they can't really do anything because they don't have enough money. They're only offering 130 million euros. Only, I say only, but PSG won more. Right. So let's go talk about Villarreal. They drew their first game 4-4, which actually was a great game against Granada, but most people don't, didn't watch it. And then they lost to Levante 2-1. I don't think that really tells me much because they're going to play to Real Madrid's level at Madrigal. They always do. They either beat us or have drawn against us in the past few seasons. So it's going to be a tough game regardless. It's going to be definitely a litmus test as we were talking about earlier. I think Zidane may fiddle with the squad a little bit. He may put in Odrio Sola instead of Carvajal because Carvajal really struggled against Valladolid. Like, I mean, he was the worst player. If he's smart, he would just like give Carvajal a kick and be like, hey, you got to come back to form, otherwise you can't play. He needs to let him know that there are other people that can start in his position successfully. Even if it's just for a, a couple, uh, couple of, games. of games, just put a fire under him. Like we said earlier, put him in the hot seat. Let him know that you don't get to just start for Real Madrid because your name's Carvajal. Yeah, it's a privilege. It's not like you're, you know. And Carvajal's been amazing for us. The problem is last season he played really bad. And this season I'm worried that his form is, you think, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to, but he hasn't. Yeah. And that's what's kind of worrying. Marcelo is also concerned. I mean, he's going to start Marcelo. He loves Marcelo. And I do too. I mean, I love Marcelo. The problem is his positioning, as I mentioned in my blog and in my podcast, is just terrible. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's totally... He doesn't even play defense sometimes. No, he doesn't. And the problem is, I think that he should play left mid or something like that. Experiment, at least. Because that's essentially what he is. Like, that's the position that he plays. And then he sometimes goes back on defense. So I think we should consider that and play maybe with three in the back and see how that goes. I don't know about three in the back, but I definitely agree we should experiment with. Or with, with wing backs, maybe field. wing backs, three and like five in the back with right. left. I mean, yeah, maybe have him allow him to go up like that and have defensive cover because like you said earlier, when he does do that, it's leaving midfielders like Kroos and Modric having to get back or Isco. And those guys aren't defenders. They can positionally cover for him, but there's only so much they can do when an attacker is running at them full speed with the ball. Exactly. Oh, I also forgot to mention really quickly, they asked him about if there were going to be Zidane in the press conference, any transfer surprises, and he said, una bomba, dos bombas, maybe. So he was like, maybe there'll be a bomb. And when I say a bomb, I, don't, I mean like a surprise. That's like what, something crazy. Some, like a, like you know, Pogba. Yeah, maybe Pogba. There's no way Pogba. Pogba going the transfer, the transfer. Maybe uh, next summer. Yeah, the transfer date is gone. The deadline is September second for all the European leagues except for England, which is why Pogba can't go. Realistically, maybe Neymar because we could swoop in and get him. Who knows? Because we have, I think we have the money. I don't know. 
if we have the money, but we have more money than Barcelona because Barcelona, they don't have the money. If we're smart... But do we have the money? Because I thought why they could not muster enough money for Pogba was because they didn't make enough money. They didn't think he was worth the 180 million euros that Manny was asking. That does make more sense. I think they could have done it, but they just didn't think he was worth it. And I think he's not worth 100 million. He's worth a lot of money. He's not worth 180 million euros, though. I think that's kind of absurd. Like, not just Pogba. Like, in general, the market's crazy. So, to wrap it up, let's just talk a little bit about Villarreal's team. They've got Sandy Gazorla, ex-Arsenal guy. I really like him. I mean, he's, he's got a great comeback story. He, like, tore his Achilles, injured his knee, and he didn't play for, like, two years. And then he made a comeback a little bit at Arsenal, and then he went to Villarreal. So, he's got a feel-good story. Last season, he scored and assisted against us, so he's always plays well against Real Madrid. I do think we can, I mean, their defense is kind of weak, so we can attack them. The problem is, can we stop them? This guy, Chukweze, Nigerian guy, really quick. He's got a lot of speed. I think, depending on if he plays on the left or right side, either Marcelo or Carvajal are going to struggle. They won't be able to attack like they do. As much. Definitely not. They shouldn't attack as much if there's a guy with a lot of pace on the other side of the ball that can get into those open spaces where Sergio Ramos and Verane are going to be caught making last-ditch attempts, like you said, in the last game. So they definitely will need to keep an eye on the faster players, and especially when you have a midfielder like Santi Carzola. Who can who distribute can, the ball. He can distribute the ball any way he sees fit from very deep in the midfield. Once he sees that hole and sees the space open, he'll put it there. For sure. And they've also got dangerous strikers like uh, Moreno and Baca. So they, they can put it in the back. If we, if we give them a chance, they will, they will score. It's just that simple. And Courtois hasn't been that good. So he played well in the first game. In the second game, he probably should have stopped the, the Guardiola equalizer. It's going to be a good game, and we'll, we'll, we'll have our moments where we'll struggle. So now I want to go to our prediction segment. Start with Theodore. Theo, what's your prediction for this game? All right, I'm predicting, and this might be with my heart, but I predict that this is the game that Real Madrid, the old guard, and everybody has just had it with what's been going on in the papers, and they steamroll them 3-1. That's okay. my prediction. Okay. I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. Our, def- our transition defense really sucks. Like, to say it really sucks would actually be putting it lightly. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's just the truth. Like, they literally, are not good. Like, Carvajal in the goal, like, you can see him jumps out of his line. He was at right back. He jumps out in front and tries to stop counterattack. And Varane's like, what the hell? The guy passes it through, through uh, Carvajal's space, and Varane's forced to cover. And he's fast, but he's not fast enough to cover the ground, and then they score. If Carvajal makes decisions like that and our defense makes decisions like that, I mean, it's going to be tough. Hopefully not, but that's what I think is going to happen. So this concludes our pre-match segment. Theodore, thank you so much for being on the pod. I just want to say thanks again, Giovanni, for allowing me to come on this podcast. Theodore, it's been a pleasure, and we'll see you next time. Hasta la vista, baby.